Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. The days until Christmas just keep getting, uh, you know, ticked off the calendar. And if you haven't made your holiday purchases yet, well, it's going to be on you on Christmas Day when everybody looks at you and says, hey, where's my gift? You should have gone to collegecornerstore.com. And that's what I'm telling you to do right now. Go to collegecornerstore.com, or if you're in the Jackson area or near it, go to one of their two locations. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shield. And pick up whatever it is you're looking for, maroon and white. Get it th- today at College Corner. <clears throat> Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, Mexican food like you've never had before because there is no place like Humble Taco, at least that I come across. Such a unique menu, stuff you're not going to find anywhere else, including their famous Vardaman sweet potato flour tortillas, which are just such a great uh, kicker to all of their tacos on the menu there. Next time you're in Starkville or if you live here, make sure that every week you've got Humble Taco on your to-do list. Get something different, get something unique, and get something delicious when you head to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs wants you to download their app because they want you to eat free sandwiches. Now, I don't know what kind of business model that is long-term, but they're trying to make it happen for you. So download the free Firehouse Subs app, and when you place your orders, you get rewards points, and you can rack them up quick on the Firehouse Subs app. And speaking of quick, they make it quick with in and out just as soon as you get in, you get your order, and you're out the door. A delicious Firehouse Sub, like the hook and ladder, the Philly cheesesteak or the meatball, whatever it is, they've got you taken care of at your local firehouse subs. Mississippi State falls to Arkansas 31-28, a back-and-forth game that saw the Bulldogs make some big plays and make some big mistakes. It was a great college football game for the, un- for the unbiased viewer, but for the Mississippi State fans, it was a heartbreaking loss. A lot to take from this game, both positive and negative. One man alone is the one who can do that for us. Let's go to him right now. When it comes to this particular game, I need to know what he saw. So tell him, Falk. Well, first and foremost, I blame you solely for this loss. I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the refs. I'm not blaming special teams. I'm not blaming defense. I'm blaming Brian Haydad. This is how this is here. Mississippi State fans. Hey, Dad, you should be more positive. Why can't you be yes. more positive? Also, Mississippi State fans. Hey, Dad, don't ever pick us again. <laughs> you, you can't win. I know. But I do see why you felt comfortable about this game coming in. If Mississippi State plays a clean ball game, they win this ball game by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that, that's basically what it boils down to. And, and here's the deal. Here, I, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out in the open. I am not going to blame officials 
Okay. And this ball game for Mississippi State's loss. I mean, it, you can do that in the things that are true. You can do that if you want to. I can say without, you know, any kind of, you know, I, with all certainty that the SEC officials remain awful. They missed two calls on that last possession. And you are absolutely correct, State fans. If they get the call right on fourth down, and that is not a pass interference as it shouldn't have been, Mississippi State wins the ball game. But I'm going to make some points here that, that I, I just cannot blame this on the, on the referees. I, I'm, I'm done blaming referees for these Mississippi State losses because it is 100% in my mind on special teams getting better. That They have to get better than what they are right now. You can't put this kind of product on the field in the SEC. You just you can't. I don't I don't know if if it's Matt Brock. I don't know if it's the players. I don't know what it is. But you've lost three games now that if you play a clean special teams game, you win all three. Memphis, LSU, Arkansas. You play clean in those three games on special teams. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be elite. You just have to be average. If you're average on special teams in these three ball games, you win, and you're eight and one right now. Um, twenty-three yard field goal, wide right. Forty. What was the second one? Forty-two. Forty-two yard field goal, wide right or whatever it was. Um, the last field goal. I didn't go back and look. I think it might have been a. I think th- there might have been a bad snap on it. Maybe I have I don't not know. seen a replay yet, but everybody is saying the snap was bad. So I, I'm not going to blame that on Nolan McCord. And first of all, he shouldn't even be in that position. You shouldn't be putting that on that kid's shoulders at that spot. But I, I got to think that Brandon Ruiz is still hurt. I, I cannot imagine a guy with that kind of talent that is missing that badly. The, the, the right hash kick that he missed from 23 yards, I just I couldn't imagine if he's healthy that that would happen. Um, but I, I just, you know – I thought it was a fantastic ball game for Will Rogers in the offense. When they got past that first and second possession of the game, Will Rogers was almost flawless. Um, Jaquavius Marks played the game of his life. Ra-Ra Thomas was exceptional. I just thought the offense and the defense did enough. I, I think that the defense wasn't great. We knew it was going to be a challenge against this rushing attack. They weren't great. They had plenty of opportunities in that last drive to win the ball game, and they couldn't do it. Outside of that fourth down play, I mean, they still had chances there to keep Arkansas out of the end zone, and they didn't do it. So, I mean, the game wasn't decided on that play. They had opportunities after that to, to get stops, and they didn't get it. And I think Zach Arnett's going to say the same thing. He They didn't do a good enough job. So, all in all, though, I thought defense was good enough. They got off the field enough offense uh, scored on almost every possession in the, in the second half. So you can't be upset at them. I just, I, I look at the special teams, Brian, and defense has had some elite ball games. Offense has had some elite ball games. They've had their mistakes, but the one constant almost every week is special teams. And it's reared its head every single loss that Mississippi State has had. They've got to fix it. It, it's very similar to Moorhead's final year, where every week with, with there, I would I, in this on this show, I would detail what the special teams' mistakes were, and it was an every week occurrence. And you're right, 
And and you 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 left one thing out in terms, in terms of special teams from this game. Yeah, three missed field goals, obviously, but two penalties on that second punt push you back. I think fifteen yards, and Arkansas takes over on your side of the fifty. It's a yep. short drive for the touchdown there. You know, if you don't if you don't have those penalties, perhaps you can put them in, into their territory, and you've got a little bit more of a of a chance to stop them. So, special teams is a huge issue. Uh, a lot of issues uh, to talk about uh, when we get through this run, but you, but you, everything you hit on, in my opinion, you were spot on in all of it. And a lot of what you said, I'm going to come back to uh, when we do the things that are true. So you and I are on the same page uh, for a lot of this. So let's get into that. Let's brought, get into the second part of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. 15,000 Mississippi farmers producing beef in our state, nearly a half billion dollars a year. And this time of year, when it's the holidays, you know, I love turkey. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you telling me we, you know, I've I've done prime rib on Thanksgiving, and that is a huge hit. So don't be afraid to look to beef for some Thanksgiving and Christmas ideas uh, for your big meals, or of course, if you're just hanging around the house watching the game, put a steak on the grill. That's a great plan as well. So there's so many options with beef. It's such a great thing. Go to msbeef.org if you're looking for recipes or just more information about the beef industry here in the state of Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. When I talk about great places to go around the SEC, and Robbie, I think you've been around, you'll agree, the Chimes in Baton Rouge. Uh, You know, everybody's been to to City Grocery and Bure in Oxford. Uh, When you go to Dreamland in Tuscaloosa, when you go to Acre in in Auburn, every town has got that place. For me, Starkville's place is Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's where... When people come in from out of town and like, where should I go? That's always my first my first recommendation to them because the food is just that good. It's not just barbecue; it's smoked Southern soul food. If you haven't ever been to Two Brothers, I don't know how you've you've missed them to this point. Rectify that the next time you're in town, and then if you know what if you've been many times, well then you know what I'm talking about. Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District, smoked Southern soul food. Advantage Business Systems has a two way plan to take care of your business, and it's a very simple one. They're going to offer you great products, and they're going to offer you incredible customer service. And that's something that no matter what kind of business you're in, you're always looking for. So whatever your business is, Advantage Business Systems has a plan and products that suit you, and then every sale gets backed up like you were doing business with your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are a Mississippi business, first and foremost, and have been for 46-plus years. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. These are the things that are true. Robbie, I've got 11 of them. They're all true. They're all 100% true. There is no there is no worries about that. So let's start off with, with number one. And, and I just, I you know, I said it a few weeks ago and I sort of walked it back last week, but I'm going to come back to it. This is still the the good, bad team. They're good enough to stay in the game, to have a chance to win, but not good enough when they make multiple mistakes to overcome that. And that's what State did in this game. They threw an interception. They had the missed field goals. They had untimely penalties. At the end of the day, Robbie, they are still just the the good, bad team. They aren't good enough to to overcome a boatload of mistakes. The way – I feel like – I don't feel like they would make these mistakes, but if Georgia had a game where they had a bunch of penalties and they had a couple of turnovers and they missed a field goal, they're still going to find a way to win because they have elite talent. 
Mississippi State doesn't have that kind of talent to overcome an incredible amount of mistakes like they made on Saturday. They are still the good, bad team. They are, and this is why, you know, I continue to say, I mean, if, if you're noticing these penalties changing ball games, uh, these missed calls by referees, it means that you're not making enough plays to win. If you're not able to co- overcome that, then, then you're not making enough plays to win. The Memphis game, Mississippi State sat around for three quarters and did nothing on offense. So the referees are allowed to come into the ball game and influence a ball game when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So one thing is, that is true, I don't know if you're going to touch on this, but the referees are bad. You know that going into a ball game that the referees are going to make two or three stupid calls in a ball game. They're going to do something that is going to be really bad, uh, and especially in the SEC as we've seen that. The way you overcome that is doing your job, and Mississippi State doesn't do it enough. Now, I'll say this, and I, I've thought this for several weeks, the fact that we can sit here and talk about the things that Mississippi State is not doing and that, that they're hurting themselves, that should make you really excited about where this program is. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, and that's a really good Arkansas team, yesterday Mississippi State was in control of that ball game after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought the offense was fantastic. I thought, you know, the defense – it, it, it wasn't giving up some huge plays. They weren't great, but they were good enough in that ball game. Mm-hmm. I think this team's right there. I think they're right there. You're, you're hitting Can on you talk about – We're going to get to for sure. Okay, well, you, you go ahead and move along. All right. Number two, and, and I, I'm, I'm more or less in the same boat with you on the officials here because I said it on the postgame show. I said, I just expect the officiating to be bad now. So mm-hmm. what – what I want to say is, and I had this written down earlier, I saw that Steve Robertson tweeted it as well. So he and I are on the same page. You, we're, the three of us are kind of on the same page. But more than one thing can be true at a time. And what I mean by that is this. It is true that Mississippi State lost the game because they had penalties and they couldn't kick field goals and they got off to a slow start. And defensively, they couldn't make a play when they absolutely had to. But it can also be true that the officiating was terrible and influenced the game against Mississippi State. The most egregious instance of this is that Traylon Burke should not have been on the field after he threw a punch. He threw he punched a Mississippi State player, and nobody said anything. Now, I saw Steve's post about that on his message board. The only question I have, because he said it was reviewable, because he brought back the 2018 Egg Bowl, and so that was reviewed. My question is this. They had already called a penalty on that play for unnecessary roughness or, or whatever. And I think no, they, they called they called like all sides. I'm, I'm talking about the eighteen in the eighteen egg ball. They had, okay, when that fight okay. started, they called a yes. they, they threw a flag, right? Yes. In this instance, a flag was thrown, but it was for uh offsides or, or illegal formation or, or something, right? It wasn't on the unnecessary roughness off the field. My question is because there's no flag, can they go back and review that? I don't, I don't know if that's the case or not, and that's something for – Steve's much better at digging into that kind of stuff than you and I are. But that is something that should be reviewable. If you can go back and review targeting, you should be able to go back and review a potential punch. And yes. Burks is out of the game at that point. The defensive holding, I mean, I'm a soccer fan. I know what's going on there. He felt contact and he went down. He knew he wasn't getting the ball. He felt contact, and he went down. 
Smart on Burks' part, but not a good call. And then we've all seen the, the missed hold and then the miss Missing a false start is incredible, but they did. The so entire those, left side of the line. Yeah. So those things are true. Guy. But it's also true that Mississippi State did enough bad things to not win the game. And so I, I get upset when I see fans like, you're just mad. I'm mad because this is a billion-dollar-a-year football product being, you know, being decided by a bunch of ham and eggers who I wouldn't let run a coffee shop. And I, I, it's driving me insane. These guys need to stick to financial advice or local color or whatever it is they're doing because they have no business officiating games. The game is the speed of the game has passed them by. And so, yeah, state didn't do enough to win, but at the same time, the officials totally once again screwed the pooch. And there's just I- no getting around those two. They're both true. I don't disagree with anything you said about the officials. I'm just at the point where I'm just like, well, yeah, is nobody's going to do anything about it. I mean, I, I I've given up. I've given Somebody up on, on anybody fixing this. Had a really good point. They said the officials are like going to eat at a fast food restaurant and then getting upset because they got your order wrong. What did yeah. you expect? Yep. You know, and that and that's why that's why I'm like you. You go into a ball game and you think. We cannot let this game get yeah. in the hands of the officials. Yeah, you have so to you take, take it care out of, of your business. Yeah, I mean, you, exactly. you it, it, but you're exactly right. You, you can say both. You can say both things. I just don't want to blame this. I don't want to dismiss what Mississippi State is not doing on special teams because right. I think that's a problem. I agree. No, you're, you're, you're completely right. Number uh, three, I will hear no more Will Rogers slander. I will hear no more of it. Uh, people on Twitter, some people in my text messages, you know who you are. Slandering Will Rogers. Rogers is on pace to shatter every record Mississippi State had. Go back to the beginning of the season when we did our media poll. And more than half of the beat said he's not breaking Dak Prescott's single season record. He's going to smash it. He's going to be close to, a, you know, seven, 800 yards above it when it's all done. He's on pace. I said to- that I said he wasn't getting 35. Was it 35? Yeah. yeah he's, he's about he's- to get that. He's going to get that next week, right? Yeah. 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 So this offense and and everything you want to do, Will Rogers gives you plenty of enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Will Rogers is not the reason this team is five and four. He's really, you could say, more of a reason they had a chance to be seven and two or eight and one. Now, I can't look at it. Go ahead. There might be the the Alabama game might be the only game that I look at and I say, you yeah. know, he just but they didn't influence the game. They're not scoring 49 or whatever. Right, right. So, I mean, he played really poorly against Alabama. Well, a lot of quarterbacks are going to play really poorly against Alabama. He's not going to be alone in that discussion. But mm-hmm. every other game, he's been really good. He's been good enough to win. Yeah, they started slow against, uh, against Memphis, but his line at the end of the day is fine. And in this game, he threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns. What more do you guys want? How much better do you think somebody else is going to be? I mean, if, what you're saying is, this is what you're saying when you say, I want Will Rogers out, is that you believe that in that exact same game that we saw yesterday, another quarterback would have come in and thrown for 500 yards and five touchdowns. I have trouble believing that. I think people want to – they want to go with sexy. They want a guy yeah. that's going to come out there slinging at 60 yards. Yeah. And I, I don't think enough people appreciate – how he's been able to to manage this offense. Now, 
He's still there's still some instances where he's missing some receivers, but we're nitpicking there. We're well, nitpicking. yeah, every quarterback misses receivers in a game. Nobody's completing hundred percent. And you know, holding on the ball too long yeah. in the pocket, he doesn't look as comfortable moving around. But like he I said, he looked better I yesterday. Mean, he had some some good moves where he got outside and found some guys. Terrible, terrible first quarter that he could have let. We've seen some Mississippi State quarterbacks come out on the road like that mm-hmm. and just unravel. Mm-hmm. And he, he could have let that happen. That was, that atmosphere was really tough. Good. He came out. He settled down after that second possession, and he was Which, methodical the rest of the ball game. Don't forget in that first quarter, at least two or three drops. At yeah. least two or three drops. And let's not forget, he took a team in twenty-one seconds from the twenty-five yard line to makeable field goal range. That's that was as good a, a emergency red alert drive as you'll ever see outside of a video game. I, I tell you what, that I don't see that much in college. No, that looked like an NFL drive. It did. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be an NFL quarterback, no, but but that's that how like, that's how they do in the pros. That's that's what a pro quarterback does. He yeah. gets the team down the field within 20 seconds, and they're in field goal range. The touchdown to put State into the lead was a tremendous play where he breaks a little containment. Looks like he's going to run. Then he looks up and sees Marks and floats a ball to him, and he's he's open and he catches it. I mean, I don't know what more people – Will Rogers is not the problem at all. He's actually one of the, the benefits. He's a feature at this point. He is one of the reasons this team is good. No more. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, I'll, I'll say the, the way that he's progressed this year mm-hmm. and the way that Mississippi State looks right now mm-hmm. – I've said it once this year after a loss. I feel better about Mississippi State after this game again. That there's been a couple losses they've had this year where I've felt better about them moving forward. This is another one because I just have to believe that special teams is going to get better. It's not going to get worse. And I look at that schedule next year, and it's starting to look a lot more manageable than yeah. we've talked about. I mean. Yeah. I, I believe that Mississippi State can go on the road and beat a good SEC team yeah. with the product that they have. And all these guys are going to be a year older. I mean, Will Rogers has given me faith right now that this offense is going to work. Right now, their four SEC road games are Alabama, LSU, uh, Kentucky, and Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Three of those are eminently winnable. Now, I'm not saying State will be favored or that they're going to win. But State can win all those games except for Alabama. Yes, They can go to LSU and win. They can certainly go to Kentucky and win. And they can certainly go to Ole Miss and win. So, yeah. It's tough. going to be tough with Georgia at home. Your non-conference games aren't super easy. you got to play Memphis again. Arizona is going to be better, and that's on the road. But, yeah, next year's a bowl. It's, it's another bowl season, and you're continuing to grow. So, uh, number four, unless there's some sort of injury that we're not privy to, would not have changed kickers. Would not have done that. Got to be an injury. Because you, 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 tra- you were talking about Ruiz and his talent. Let's not forget his swag, man. That's a guy with a lot of confidence. That's a guy who I, he wants to be out there. So he has to be hurt. But I, 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 I unless he, his leg's going to fall off, I'd have been like, you got to go. You got to get out there. Because I, I, I would not have, I just would not have put that on McCord to come off cold like that and, and, and get the, the field goal. I just, I just wouldn't. I don't agree with that. And for my number five, I don't know that I agree with what Mike Leach had to say post-game. I know fans, you know, they want to lap that up because they're always the ones who are like, you know, we should, they should call this kind of stuff out. I get that, but Matt, that's tough. It, it's tough to go up there and just 
just just put it on the the kicker's chin like that. I don't I don't know I don't know a hundred percent that I that I agree with what was was done there. Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn on that because in one hand you have you know guys that are still kids. I mean, one of them is a freshman who is you know it, it, this is his first big opportunity a game that in a game that matters and a tie and a kick that matters and you put that on him and and that's kind of a tough situation and he misses it um you know that's that is tough i agree with that at the same time i mean this guy's making five million dollars a year he's right now he is averaging like a million dollars a win so I mean, at the end of the day, it's his job to play, to get the best players on the field to get Mississippi State a win. And maybe he he should have handled that. I, I think he should have handled that differently and not maybe not talked about that publicly. But that's what that's, – that's, this is big business. I mean, you have to put the best players on the field. The best players will play. And if you can't get the job done, you're, you you, you got to find somebody else. So I, I agree with you. Maybe there's a better way to handle that and probably don't talk about that publicly. But at the end of the day, that's the reality of the situation. He's got to have somebody that can get the job done. It just felt like a message board poster saying something like that. It was just crazy. Yeah. I, not, I don't know that I've ever seen a coach be that public with criticism of a player. And, and like I said, or like you said, you well, know, kickers have one job to do. You know, that's, that's their one job. So there's no there's no sugarcoating and dancing around the fact that those guys missed the kicks, but just the way it was phrased, man, I, I don't know. Normally, I'm a guy that you know I, I tell I say all the time, like, look, you know, you play in the SEC. This is big boy football. Uh, you know, you got to be able to take criticism. I'm always one of the person who gets on to people about people who say stuff like we shouldn't criticize these players on the message board, and I'm always the first one to say, look. If they're reading message boards and taking it personally, then they probably aren't mentally tough enough to play college football anyway. And I, I believe that. But hearing it from your coach hits differently than hearing it from, you know, 69 dog 420. It's a different, it's a different situation. So just, just for well, me. How, how many times have you heard a coach say, we're, we have wide open competition? Yeah. We have, you know, we're wide open at this position. We, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's the best way is to to phrase what he said, but coaches say stuff like that all the time. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I would have said. There's a way to phrase it where you're like, you know, obviously it's disappointing. You know, these guys they they practice and and then you know they make the kicks in practice. It's not translating into the game. We got to find somebody who's going to make kicks. Ah, Chart charts well. Chart chart it well. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't know, maybe, and maybe I'm overthinking it, but just for, just for me, just for me personally, when I read that, I was like, eh, I didn't like it. I'm yeah, not, I, I'm not going the I Dan saw... Wolken route of this, of, you know, what, a, what you know, calling Leach, you know, a prick or anything, but just for me, I felt like it. That, that's harsh from a coach. It, it's hard words, but maybe you need hard words at this point. I don't know. Well, it, it, worked, it would have worked in 1995. Yeah, it's it's not going to work in in two thousand twenty one. It is a different it's different just, era. No, I question. saw. I think I saw um, Devin Bell might have commented on it on yeah. Twitter. Former kicker, and I saw a lot of Mississippi State players liking it. So it's obvious that it didn't didn't it, sit well. It well with the with the team. And and what's funny is, I mean, Devin Bell's a guy who I mean, he missed kicks too, but 
a lot of people who are taking up for Leach are the same people who say you should never criticize players, but it's okay to for Leach to do it. I, I, I mean, I guess this goes back to the, they're just never going to they're always going to side with Leach no matter what. Certain yeah. people. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, number six. You know who's not to blame for this? Zach Arnett, not to blame for this. Yes. And, and, and I'll tie it in with number eight here. I'm sorry, number seven. The zero blitz is a questionable call. I wouldn't have done it. I don't, and I, and I said this in the post game, I don't understand why you can't just match Burks up with Emerson or Forbes and just say where he goes, you go. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know why, but I, I do know that when Burks lines up and Colin Duncan is on the other side from him, Arkansas, you know, Jefferson's going to see that. Burks is going to see that. Browse is going to see that. Everybody in the stadium sees it. And you knew where he was going with the football. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that's one bad call. In a, and, you know, in the last drive, it's disappointing, but I felt like they should have gotten off the field if not for the uh, defensive holding call. Yeah. Arnett, the defense had once again, at 28-23, you're like, the defense has done more than enough. They gave up a couple of, 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 you know, 10 points early, but since then they've really done a good job of holding this team in check. And now States just needs to stop, get one stop and they're off the field and then they're going to win the game. And they couldn't get the one stop. But, I, I mean, it's crazy how quick people are. Like, what, what are you doing? This defense has been good this year. And when you consider that, you know, they've got a couple of NFL guys for sure. Forbes is one. Emerson is one. Maybe Crumity, you know who else? You know this isn't. The, this isn't at the end of the day. This is a this is a really good offense too. But Arkansas, I mean, top yeah. five in the country running the football. Yeah, and they have you know when they can run the football like that, they have a quite possibly. And you held them under their hat. Not the you have quite possibly one of, if not the best, wide receivers in the country. Yeah. Now he they didn't have a whole lot other than him. That was really the only guy. Which makes it all the more frustrating that he was still in the ball game late because you take him out of that ball game and they're not scoring either of those last two drives. Right. So that's I mean, that's really that's really frustrating for Mississippi State that that didn't happen. But up but you have to go out there and win the game. And yeah, I thought they were I, I thought they were okay. I, I I wasn't just super impressed by the defense. I mean, they still give up thirty one points in the game, but you know, you did your job, you held it to where it should be, uh, for the most part, going into that final possession. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get a stop right there. But, yeah, should have been off the field there, too. So, yeah. I mean, if if Emerson isn't called for pass interference right right there and Mississippi State wins the ball game 28-23, to 23, mm-hmm. then you're talking about that defense a lot differently. Right. Than you but, are I mean, they, 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 forced, Arkansas, they, they forced a lot of field goals in the game, too. They held Arkansas under their season average for, uh, for yardage. They held them, I mean, just a couple of points, but held them under their season average uh, for uh, for points. You know, Arkansas is a team, averages, I think, 240-plus yards a game on the ground. They had, them to, they had them at 202. They didn't – the big plays weren't a huge deal. The, the longest play in the game was 26 yards. Now, there were four plays of 20-plus, but no plays of 30 or 40-plus, So, and which is what Arkansas likes to do, right? They like to throw the ball deep. State was able to negate that. I think if you you know if you look at the uh, the the yardage and everything, and I'm I'm not trying to mull on this or anything, but if you had just shown me those stats and not shown me the points, I would have thought State won. I would have thought yeah. State won the game. Well, but, the fact that the fact that they just kept 
holding them to field goals, I thought was big. Yeah, it was kind of bend but don't break. And at the end of the day, defense. It's not even that last play and last drive that they had. If you just make field goals, yeah, none of this has happened. So I don't blame Zach Arnett. He's done a great job this year. I feel like defensively, State is going to play well in these last three games, and they'll have chances to win them all. Obviously, though, they're going they'll they'll beat Tennessee State, and the other two games they're going to have a great chance to win. They're only a four point underdog. State's only a four point underdog at, at Auburn. To give you an idea of you know, obviously there's some respect for Mississippi State, uh, at least by the people who are making the lines up there. They were bad on Saturday. Uh, Auburn, they did not play well. Did not play well out there in College Station. Only three points, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's. That's surprising. I mean, we both took A&M to win that game, but I don't think we expected it to be like that. Um, number eight. Uh, this team is good enough to go to Auburn and win. They're bad enough to go to Auburn and get blown out. They could, they could easily lose to Auburn something like 34 to 14, but they could easily go over there and win the game. It's going to depend on how much defensively you can limit Bo Nix and offensively, if you just, are you going to play clean? And then, you know, special teams – I, I, I'm not going to be totally surprised to see Mike Leach dip into the late Lane Kiffin playbook at this point. When he gets on his side of the 50, he's just going to probably start going for it. He just, yeah, I'm done kicking field goals. I, I just don't see I'm how done. you can have any trust uh, at this point. But You can't. I mean, I, I know. But that said, you've got to – they can do it. They can get over there. They can go over to Auburn and win, but they could also go over to Auburn and, and lose pretty, pretty easily. So it just depends on what team shows up. How good are they? Can they get off to a quick start? I can't imagine how good this team would be if they got – I know they led 14 nothing over La Tech, but that feels like a, a million years ago. Like the team they're playing, the, the, the way they're playing right now, if they were to get off to a 10, 14-point lead in the first quarter, that would be something. So, Well, you come, out, you come out on Saturday against Arkansas and you score a touchdown on one of those first two drives, it's a different game. Different game. Um, I, I, you got a slow start. You were able to overcome that, but the games that Mississippi State's done really well, it seems like they've, you know, by the second quarter, they've kind of taken the game over. Um, and in this game, they just they came out really sluggish, got down by, was it 13? Was it 13 nothing? Mm-hmm. Or 10 nothing? 13. Um, so, but I, again, I, I'm really impressed with the fact that they don't really waver. Um, that they, they, they get down in ball games and, you don't really see this team fall apart. We've seen that with Mississippi State in the past. Going Mentality the and culture is good on this team. It's a very good culture, I think, and um, I think they're in a good spot. And it's nice. just finishing games. Yeah. Number nine, and you, you hit on this earlier, this team is really, really close. They're really close. They're doing, the, the offense is starting to click. It's starting to be what I expect to see from a, from a Mike Leach offense. like to see them be a little bit more efficient, but, I mean, they got into a position to score uh, over 40 points yesterday because they were in the red zone on that on the 23-yarder, obviously. That could have been a touchdown. And then the two other field goals, I mean, you're, you're, you're in position to score 41 yesterday, basically. You only got 28. And then, you know, minus 13, is, that's, that's not enough to win. But they're so close. They, they literally are a play or two away in almost every loss they've had. Obviously, Alabama's not one of them. But – Memphis, LSU, and this game, a play or two here or there is a huge difference. And that shows me that they're, 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 they're getting there. And it's, pro- it's going to be a process. We're going to get through this season, go to a bowl, get the extra practices, go into next spring. 
and then the stat from MSU, I'll add to it because they scored, you know, four touchdowns yesterday. 27 of the 32 touchdowns they've scored this year have been by freshmen or sophomores. So all those guys are going to be back next year. You know, this team is building in the right direction. I would rather if, you know, if, if I'm a fan, I would rather a team be a couple of plays away from, you know, winning all these games than getting blown out, obviously. They've only been blown out one ball game. All these other losses have been right there. It's frustrating, and it's really frustrating for fans that this team is not, you know, at least seven and two or six and three right now. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can look at it and say, gosh, this play, this play, this play, and this play, it's not one play, it's like six plays. And say, if you just make one or two of those, you're winning the game. To me, that's, that's encouraging. It's frustrating, but it's encouraging for Mississippi State that they're right there on the cusp. Now you just have to clean up those mistakes and you have to finish. Yeah. Uh, number nine, I'm sorry, number 10. The biggest key for this offseason, the biggest factor is going to be the transfer portal. State, I mean, recruiting is recruiting, right? You're going to get your guys. But State's got to replace Charles Cross, and that's probably going to have to be done in the transfer portal. I don't know that the Juco kid, Lewis, is just going to a day one left tackle. Um, I think Rodgers is pretty well entrenched at quarterback. They're probably going to have to go get a veteran, sort of the same way with Jack Abraham, unless Jack Abraham can come back. But they need a veteran guy in there. Um, they're going to have to go get a kicker in the transfer portal. They need to go find what they got, to, they got there because I don't think that they can just trust what they have. They've got to go get another guy there and probably another two or three people as well. So the portal was maybe huge. A, maybe a cornerback. Maybe so. But, I mean, if you get a JUCO guy, maybe you'll be okay there. You know, if you can convince DeCarlos Nicholson or something. But, honestly, you know, we saw Richardson against uh, Kentucky, and he was really good. So, maybe you feel good about that. I don't know. Last year, the portal was really good to Mississippi State. Charlton is an impact player. He's a starter. Makai Polk, huge. Calvin has made some big catches. Jalen Green has been good this year. Obviously, Scott Lashley from last year has not been great, but, he's, you know, he started every game. They're going to they're gonna have to have similar success next year. And I think that's, and that may just be the way it is going forward for Mississippi State because when you aren't recruiting five-star guys who can just come in and be day-one starters, you're going to have to find some, 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 some gems in the transfer portal. Agree. Number 11, and, and I think somebody said on, on your message board one time that when I'm positive, it holds a little more weight. No, no pun intended, I guess. That because, in a bad way. Why? Because Mississippi State just got oh, beat at. Well, talking about like big doesn't... picture stuff, though. Like okay. if I tell you I believe in this, then it's not the same as somebody who you know, no matter what, they're being positive. I believe in what Mike Leach is doing. I I, I, I see the the progress. This offense has gotten much better than it was a season ago. It's gotten much better than where it was week one. Will Rogers is coming around great. I think he's doing a fantastic job. I see all the playmakers he's he's got here on this offense, and, and I you know. I see what's happening in recruiting where it looks like they're, they're poised for a huge close for the first time maybe in the history of Mississippi State football. So I, 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 I think for sure that things are going in the right direction for Mississippi State. I think that this team is going to, you know, I think they're going to, I think seven and five is where I'm locked in. I think you know which two I'm picking to win. And I think they have a chance to go to Auburn this weekend and grab a win that nobody would expect. So. I, I believe in what Mike Leach is doing. I believe in this system. It's. I think it's going to be successful. Auburn I, I, beating I, 
beating Auburn would be one of those another one of those uh, classic yeah. Mike Leach right. wins. Right. No, you're right. You know, beating I, beating teams he's not supposed to and losing to, to a couple he, he's supposed to beat. It would be a very important win. Well, let's talk about something else that's important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, coffee is for closers. It's brought to you by our friends over at Strange Brew Coffee. I start your day the right way over at Strange Brew. And don't forget for holiday shopping, strangebrewcoffeehouse.myshopify.com. You can get the coffee that Coach Leach is going to be drinking at today's press conference and so much more. Check them out online. And, of course, when you're in Starville, start your day the right way at Strange Brew. No question for Mississippi State, special teams gets no coffee. Just a, another miserable performance for those guys. And it's, it seems like it's something every week. It's something different. It's field goals. It's punting. It's, it's coverage. It's something every week with this unit. And that lets you know that the problems aren't just small. They're big problems, and they've got to get them fixed. Unfortunately, there's only three games left in the season, so I feel like it just sort of is what it is. You hope at this point it's the, the, the mistakes aren't the kind that you can't overcome like they were yesterday. So, I agree. We've, we've talked enough. In the SEC. We had some options here. Are you going two weeks, two weeks in a row? It's got to be. Oh, well, half the teams are going to win, half the teams are going to lose, but not all of them are going to get blown out by South Carolina, Dan. Next time, just get a roll of stamps and mail it in. They're done. That's over. Put a, put a, put a fork in them. Dan Mullen's getting fired this year. Because the teams quit, Robbie. I mean, you, there's no coming back from that. When the team starts laying down, it's over. And that's what happened. They got blown out, run off the field by a bad South Carolina team. Come on. It's over. It's over for Dan Mullen in Florida. I don't know where he'll be next year, but I don't think it's going to be Gainesville. I'm, I'm shocked at the way that's playing out. Yeah. I, I, I thought this it would end this way for Dan Mullen as far as him getting fired. Not but... like this. I didn't think that his team was going to get – he didn't have very many games like this where he just gets destroyed by a team that's just significantly worse than him. No. South Carolina, I mean, just obliterated. The, the, the only one that comes to mind off the top of my head, and it not maybe not significantly worse, but the 2012 Egg Bowl. State was better than that Ole Miss team, but Ole Miss just – they wanted to win, and State was just down – and they, they took care of it. So, I, they're just awful. So, Strickland – and Scott Strickland may get fired, too, because if he tries to protect Dan Mullen, the, those Bull Gators and Steve Sprayer are going to be like, well, buddy, you can hit the bricks, too. I think, I, think Scott, Steve, I think Scott will do the correct business decision. I don't think he's afraid to do that. You think he'll do what's best for business? He'll do what's best for business. All That's right. correct. Dan, you're just a, you're just a B-plus player. I mean, that wasn't even his first – or second or third choice of, of no, you know, you're right about coach. that. So, I, are they going to lose he, again? Um, Samford was at Missouri, Florida State. Florida State's got a that's that's a possibility. Florida it's State's playing better. Yeah, they're playing better. That's yeah. a team that's actually, you know, that that could be like a that could be like a Ole Miss Mississippi State Dan's first year, where two teams are heading oh, to different yeah, yeah. directions. Yeah. Could be. Um, Could be. That's you know, I, but I, I'm just shocked that things are playing out that way. I yeah, really am. It's something. 
Uh, nationally, I mean, don't have to go with Michigan State. A week after such a huge win, they went and played the spoiler makers. Don't want to play Purdue when you're ranked high. They will take care of that business for you. And then, uh, I mean, now you're out because they still have to play Ohio State. They're going to lose that game. And, yeah, you're out. You had a chance to get into the playoff. Now you're done. Not that they are, they'll still have a good season, but I mean, that's this is this. I think that whoever wins the national title should have to play Purdue in a one a one off afterwards, just so we're sure they're good. Here's the Purdue, thing Purdue Brian, beats Georgia. There is not a single team outside of Georgia that I think is, is great. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I, I look at the top 25, I'm just like, who else? I mean, so if I, I give like you Georgia the, like in the, the field, NFL, win the national I like the title. NFL, I like watching the NFL more than college football right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, but go ahead. I know me and you are on different yeah levels with that, but it's Jacksonville just beat the Bills. They did. Today. Falcons beat the Saints. Uh, Cowboys lost to the Broncos. I just love being able to turn on a game and saying I don't know what's going to happen in this game, you know. And that, right now, like. It's. I mean, it's actually kind of like that in college. College football. has been unpredictable this year, except for Georgia. Georgia, which I mean, like it's unpredictable, like in a bad way. Like nobody can really stamp down. Yeah. The 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 upper echelon behind Georgia, you know. So if I give you Georgia, so if you're saying Georgia or the field, you're taking Georgia. I'm taking Georgia. I mean, yeah, I think their defense is their defense is just unbelievable. Uh, their offense is just okay. They just kind of manage the ball game. Mm-hmm. But the defense is what really makes them special. We were I, I don't this think close, anybody's going to be way. able to do that, to, to, to compete with that. We were Mullen was always going to make this list. We were so close to Alabama making this list. I Very close. That, how that's close my that point. Game. That's my point. Like, Alabama is – I mean, I don't feel comfortable with them against anybody else in the playoffs. I don't know that that game wasn't the most surprising result of the weekend. I'll put it that way. So, All right. Tomorrow's show, we'll recap what Mike Leach has to say at his press conference. We'll take another look at the bowl picture. Where do we think Mississippi State's headed after this week's games? And, of course, uh, we'll do our SEC picks. Still tied, but we will. Uh, we got some good games this week to maybe uh, break. I'm not tied. Are we tied? No, I'm one up. I'm one up. I'm not gonna... You're still one up because we've had the same picks. I think the last two maybe weeks. this is the week where Robbie will have a little 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 guts. And pick... uh, you're the one. You're the one that's had, not had the guts. You you picked the same as me on two First games off. that that were pretty close. First off, I, I have more guts than anybody. Let's just that's be true. But secondly, you know, you're the one who's losing, boss. Make a move. I'm losing because I've made moves. I don't know. I've taken chances. I don't, I don't agree. So, All right. We'll figure it out, though, on tomorrow's show. Guys, have a great Sunday and Monday. We'll be back with you very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.